Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Great Scott Cinema Club podcast brought to you from a living room in Coat Bridge. Two living rooms in Coat Bridge and a living room in the Gorbals. Is it you in the Gorbals, Neil? Nah, I'm in Cathcart. I'm up with Caroline's. Right, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who this man is, his name is Neil Weeman Bratchpiece, the Wee Man of Wee Man fame, also of ICW, Scott Squad, what else? Outlander. If you squint your eyes, you can see my bare arms bobbing up and down the background Outlander. And then there's another episode where I've got a big close-up, but it's me. I've got a ponytail on and I'm taps off. Um, my tattoo painted over my... Uh, but it's me sharing whiskey with a topless, apparently meant to be French prostitute, but the last year was... I think she was for Cobra or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's, there's many a prostitute in Coat Bridge, mate. <laughs> so, listen, this is going to be a different episode of the podcast. Uh, Neil, what, what we're going to do this week, because normally we cover a year, and we've kind of got you in on the fly here today, so I'm going to ask you about your favourite movie. So, not for number one, by the way, we've got to build your favourite, right? So, I don't know if the same, like whenever someone goes like that, like, name your favourite film, you just, it's like impossible to do, because you start thinking... I don't know, it seems to change, like, year to year and all that. For instance, we list here, and it's like I've tried to include a wee kind of variety of, like, violent ones, like, like a wholesome animated one and all that, and then maybe a couple of guilty pleasures that are, you know what I mean, that are kind of frowned upon and stuff. But even just then, when you were saying that, I was like, I forgot to write in The Warriors, which is one of my favourite films. It's like, for a while, if you asked me my favourite film, I would have said The Warriors. And then it's one of those ones that, I mean, it slips your mind a wee bit, you maybe haven't seen it in years, and then you play the PlayStation game, and you're like, holy shit, I forgot how fucking good this film is. We've, what we've done was, we've had another guest on, we had DCT on a few weeks back, right, and we asked him we asked him a couple of questions, right, so what we're going to do is, we're going to break up your movies with a couple of wee, a wee personal questions for yourself, right, nothing looks into your, your uh, skeletons in your closet or anything like that, just some questions that everybody knows the answer to, all right? Everybody knows the answers to their own, their own, if they were getting asked these questions, but not not everybody will know yours. Right, so, apart from uh, Darren Connell, who's your favourite, who's your best pal? What? Don't ask me what? that, man. I'm always joking, I'm always joking, mate, I'm always joking. Right, so. When it's all said and done, no matter what year it is, no, no matter what mood I'm in, like Predator's always going to be one of my favourite films. Uh, do you know what I mean? No matter what, uh, it's just I think I know a little bit of surely a little bit of every guy that loves a bit of Predator. You you can't. Uh, you know what I mean? You can't love Predator. It's the most obscenely over the top machismo like action movie ever made. To the point where like I don't know. You rewatch it again and you like you realise that um, it's almost like a parody pure ultra-masked movies, just like the homoeroticism when they're all building the traps together and all that, big lingering close-ups of their sweaty biceps. You're like, this guy, like, John McTiernan knew what he was doing. Like, that guy's got a sense of humour and he was taking the piss, as was Schwarzenegger as well, uh, I imagine. Um, but beyond that, like, um, I mean, through and through, it's like a genuinely, it's like a genuinely brilliant film. I would argue that, do you know what I mean? Schwarzenegger, probably by his own admission, isn't he the best actor in the world, right? But... <laughs> Schwarzenegger as Dutch as probably his best outside of being the Terminator a robot obviously that's the role he was born to play but outside of being a robot an emotionless robot like Dutch is his best acting performance whereas every other film you're like that's Arnie do you know what I mean <laughs> you know right from the start when him and Carol Weathers do that fist grab high five thing damn it you son of a bitch like, yeah. that, you just know that you're in for a rip roarer the second that that happens, you're like, oh, yeah, beauty. But I Predator's definitely, the Predator's always um, going to be up there, just like eternally kind of quotable and stuff like that. Um, but again, if you ask, like, I would if you ask anybody to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, they do get to the chopper, or I'll be back. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm trying to remember some of those bits because I was watching this like taped off the TV version, and there was tons of bits like cut out, they used to cut movies for TV much more, even when it was on at late night, like late night, so they'd like dub over some of the, they'd cut some of the gore, so I never saw like the bodies hanging up skinned in Predator for like years after seeing it the first time, and then they would actually dub over some of the sweary words and stuff, um, so there's a wee bit of that in Predator, but I remember specifically in Die Hard. Uh, you see uh, the bit in, in Predator, 
He's uh, no, sorry, Robocop on uh, the telly. Oh man, that was amazing. Some of the dubbed over stuff on TV was absolutely unreal, man. Honestly, like I think we've lost some like kind of extra layer enjoyment out of being uncut on TV now. You know what I mean? It's like seen a bit Die Hard. I remember watching Die Hard on DVD and saying, "Where did they start saying motherfucker?" I never actually I totally forgotten until quite recently how sweary and kind of dirty some of like Back to the Future is because you're so used to seeing the like, Back to the Future movies on like a Sunday afternoon or ITV2 or whatever 2 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and then when you like I downloaded them again eh, a couple of years ago like kind of Blu-ray versions I was like can hell, like they say, holy shit, a lot in this movie, do you know what I mean? There's a lot of pure dirty wee gags that get cut out, man. It's like, that's that's not the cleanest family movie I've ever made. <laughs> like, <back laughs> to well, mate, to be fair, he's, it's a movie about incest, so it should probably be on late at night. It's strange, <laughs> they'll cut out the word shit, but they'll be like, yeah, kids, let's watch a teenage boy when she's more, you know <laughs> 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 and Billy will come in and attempt to, to like rape her effectively. It's like you watch that again, you're like, man, some of this is dark as fuck, man. This last story. Oh, Biff's 100, 100% on the way he's first rape. Do you know what I mean? You remember you remember Biff being this kind of almost lovable, just this like cartoonish bad guy? And then you rewatch it uh, with a wee bit more perception. You're like, holy, nah, this, this guy's a terrible fucking human being. Like, he should take back to the future too, and he's fucking slapping Marty's maw about and all that. No, I mean, he's 100% a wrong you. Yeah, no, that, that's like a weird tone, actually, where he's still got him washing his car, even though I remember you're the guy that pretty much tried to force yourself on my current wife. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on for, for your number 10, which was Predator that we managed to talk about 15 minutes about Back to the Future about. <laughs> so you do know now that we can't have Back to the Future on your list, don't you? Because we've already spoke about it. I no worries. Anyway, right, so the first question that I'm going to ask you about uh, yourself, right? what mm-hmm. is Go to cinema snack. Go to cinema snack. Uh, put I mean popcorn. Um, I'm basic. I'm basic in that sense. I go for the popcorn. Sweet, sweet, sweet or salty, man. Sweet. Sweet popcorn. Sweet popcorn. Right. Yeah. So often we'll have wee tub of ice cream dinner in the cinema. Then we'll have a wee bit of ice cream in the dessert. But otherwise we'll have popcorn. Come in. Um. Yeah. Not much else apart from that. I used to have hot dogs every so often, but then I gave up pork. So. Uh-huh. Well, um, aye, that was probably a good idea, given your heritage. Answer me this one, right? Um, I'm a, I'm, I love going to cinema, as you know, uh, we all do. Um, what's your thoughts on the fact that they now sell crisps at the cinema? Do, do they not always sell crisps at the cinema? Oh, man, that's, a, that's a new thing, man, definitely. Really? That's a new thing, because I'll I don't like that at all. Can you hear a bloody word of the film with somebody munching away on crisps? I know. It's a nightmare, isn't it? It's, they, they always sell Doritos, didn't they? But when you're having Doritos, you're no rustling your hand in a fucking foil bag. It's a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, popcorn itself's pretty loud, though. I mean, crisp would crisps be louder than popcorn? Oh, I 100%. Man. It's, the bag. it's the bag more than the actual crisps, isn't it? I don't yeah, know. I mean, if you've got a packet of McCoy's... That's that's drowning out fucking Nicholas Cage, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't honestly hadn't even noticed that crisps were like a new thing. I just had it, I assumed that crisps had always been there. No, hmm. bastards have only been brought in recently. Fucking walkers. Anyway, <laughs> we'll move on. To, we'll move on to number nine in your list now, mate. So, um, the no, number ten was Predator. What have we got at number nine? Let me see. I've got a list. I've not, I've not numbered these or anything, but uh, why not go Midnight Run? Have you seen Midnight Run? Tell me about it. Uh, Midnight Run is like a comedy movie with Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin. It uh, came out in the late 80s, directed by the same guy that made Beverly Hills Cop and then went on to ruin his own career by directing that movie with Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. Julie, Julie? was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I love Julie. I love Julie. <laughs> <laughs> That wouldn't be the actor quiz movie battle one week, I think. Oh, no, he lost it, mate. Fuck off. 
<laughs> have you seen Geely? I've not actually seen it. I don't think it's just the only the only Jennifer Lopez movie that I've ever watched is Anaconda. That was on TV the other night, man. Like <laughs> still yeah. John Voight getting it off a snake. Fucking sign John Voight. Yeah, such an unlikely kind of group of people just happen to be floating about the jungle. You're like, why is Ice Cube driving your boat? Why the fuck is Ice Cube in the Amazon jungle? This makes no sense. It's not as if it's like Ice Cube acting. It's just Ice Cube being Ice Cube out of NWA with a bandana on and all that. They're like, nah, no fucking way he's fucking driving a boat. <laughs> uh, have you seen Man Right on the film? No, I haven't, mate. Have you It's, uh, yeah, no, it's one of those... One of the kind of slightly lesser known ones, like, I don't know, it's like a kind of cult film in that way where, like, the folk that love it, absolutely love it, and I'm one of those uh, people that, again, this was another one of those VHS tapes. Um, I think they've been a huge influence, like, one of the VHS tapes with my uncle, uh, sitting in my uncle's room. I remember watching it again. This was, a, this was a prime example of how TV movies used to be cut because there's, I think this film actually held the record at one point for the most amount of swears like the most uses of the word fuck in a single film uh, i think until goodfellas came out a couple of years later um <laughs> and seeing the tv version of that is just is like ridiculous it's like watching like a like a like a kung fu movie where just the lips are going like that and get your hands off me you lousy rat <laughs> um but i particularly like it because of some of the creative use of like the word fucking it, just like the creative insults in it, like Dennis, um, you know Dennis Farina, that's um, like in a, what says like in Snatch, and get shot and all that, just like always plays like a tough guy, the guy with moustache, and um, because he, he did used to be a cop and all that in real life, so he's quite a kind of hard bitten guy in real life. Um, I don't know how much it's improvised, but he seems to be, it, it's like it's very natural just the way he comes across as this kind of mob boss and just the creative way that he swears. It's hard to kind of put across when you're just telling someone just how funny it is in the film when he's just like just just how fluid that is when he's just kind of like hey calm down drink a drink a glass of water eat a sandwich do some fucking thing uh, walks away. <laughs> just is the whole film is just Charles Grodin getting on Robert De Niro's tits so he's a bounty hunter that has to transport Grodin. Uh, cross country to pick up this bounty but Charles Roden is this kind of intellectual accounting guy that's ripped off the mob headed by Dennis Farina so just gets on Robert De Niro's tits the whole way uh, and my, my, my favourite line from it and again it doesn't make much sense out of context but just De Niro going like that here come two words for you shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> it's like a comedy film that isn't it's not like a conventional daft like airplane or, or Anchorman or something like that. Like it's not setting out to be a comedy film. It's just right. it's just a film of these two guys, and it's almost like a platonic love story where they get to know each other and that, and you they you they genuinely feel it kind of thing. And the laughs in the film come from just how natural it is and how much like I don't know like they two have bonded in it, and you feel like you're along along the 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 ride with them kind of thing. It's just like actually it's one of the films where you actually base the character and then you've sold it to me. I feel like I've bigged it up too much that you watch it and you're just going, oh it's fine like <laughs> no I, I don't know it's I, after I, 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 I straight up easy street. Yeah, it sounds you know, can't believe as it's, it's, that's the thing it was wasn't there I don't think it was a big hit when it came out and it's never it's still never been regarded as, as like like a bigger film in like either certainly in like Robert De Niro's career. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I think it was the first comedy. I think it was the kind of first comedy Robert De Niro did. And to be honest, um, it's the best one. In my opinion, it's the best one he's done because like other comedy films he's done, like I don't know, Meet Meet the Parents and like Dirty Grandpa and all that. It's like it's like he's trying to be funny on it. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's Aye. like they are. They're trying to make it a comedy film, and it seems a bit forced and all that. Whereas this one, it's just I don't know. He's just naturally funny. He's not acting any different than De Niro does in any other film. He's just like a tough guy, same kind of tough guy as De Niro is in every film. But there's just so, something so cool and just so naturally kind of funny about his character. We don't. You might not watch it, like, pushing yourself, laughing at joke, but you'll just you'll kind of chuckle along to it and and just I don't know. I fucking I love that film, man. <laughs> hey, yeah, bash, man, definitely. I take it you've not seen it either, Keys, you know? No, I've not seen it either, no, but I'm desperate to see it. I think I'll watch it tonight. There you go. Can I ask for more than that? Right, right, we'll move on for that then. 
pen. Uh, what's pick a number eight for me? Uh, I'll pick one here. Why not? Uh, aliens. Let's go for aliens. Aliens at number eight. I would have thought that would have been higher for you, mate. I know. I'm not. Uh, I thought this was in no particular order. All right, that's in, right. Well, we're doing it in no particular order. Then that's fine. So we'll talk about aliens. But keep your favourite for the end, right? Blackman Predator might be my favourite. But that's the thing. That's the hell, right? <laughs> but you only spoke about it for about fucking three seconds, so we could do it again. <laughs> Uh, but aliens, yeah, man. Um, I think is my favorite. My favorite of those fran- of that of that franchise. Mine too. Uh, you, you think aliens as well, eh? Yeah, definitely. I put it to you: the aliens is the greatest sequel of all time. Yeah, probably. Uh, you know what I mean? Folk might say Terminator Two, but choice, eh? Yeah, Terminator 2 or Aliens, both Cameron, unsurprisingly. But then, I love the first Terminator as well. I don't know if I prefer the first Terminator to Terminator 2. I know. It's like Terminator 2 is a better, like, epic film, but I love Terminator as, like, a wee low-budget proper. Like, Terminator 1 is, like, a horror. Terminator 2 is, like, an action movie. That's kind of the same... It's the same uh, dynamic there with Aliens movies, where Alien 1 is definitely a horror movie set in space. Whereas Aliens is, that's like a big epic action film set in space with kind of horror elements. Um, but out of that franchise, I reckon uh, Aliens kind of stands tall. As I think like after Aliens, it gradually went down. But I think Alien 3 is better than a lot of folk think. Um, I love Alien 3, mate. I hate Alien Resurrection. Like, I know why some people might enjoy it and stuff. There's elements I can understand why folk enjoy, but being such a fan of uh, particularly the first two Alien movies, I was like insulted by Alien Resurrection when I first watched it. Aye. How they, I kind of respect the fact that like everyone has their own wee touch to their Alien films. So like Alien One's like a Ridley Scott movie, Aliens as a James Cameron movie, Alien Three's it's like David Fincher's first feature length movie, and you can tell it's a Fincher film. That pure darkness, that Alien Resurrection is is it Jean Jean Pierre Junet, and you can tell it's a French. Movie Alien Resurrection is that weird kind of European, uh, almost like perviness to it. <laughs> I don't know why. Like Alien Covenant was, it was frustrating to watch, man, because there's wee bits to it. You're like, ah, man, just make this wee bit the whole film, and then you'd have a decent film. But he tried to do about twelve different films at this, at, at, at like the same time. Do you know what I mean? It's like it, it's like different levels of video game or something. It's like the Alien gets onto the ship. And then it's like, right, for the next 10 minutes, you're getting an alien film, like a classic alien film. You're like, ah, it's too late now. You, you fuck up, right? I know. You know. You're absolutely right, man. But you know what? I wish, I wish we had seen the Neil Blomkamp one, the one that he originally... Yeah, that would have been a proper alien movie, man. I like to see what he'd have done. However, he's kind of disappointed. He's disappointing me with his kind of follow-ups to I Love District 9. But yeah. then Lucium was... Eh. And then... Chappie. I lost patience with. I did <laughs> as well, and I was like, I thought the trailer was brilliant. Like, I, I was like, oh man, this is fucking it's like new Blomkamp's uh, take on short circuit, man. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> with fucking the Anfield in it for some reason, and then when I seen it, I was like, nah, you've you disappeared up your own ass with this one. <laughs> you get any questions that you want to ask Neil? Oh, I want to wait and see what his list is first before I ask my, my big question. Right then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, he's anyway. got a question he likes to ask everybody, right? So just strap yourself in. But uh, we'll, we'll move on then. We'll move on to uh, number seven in your list. Uh, why don't I go for Finding Nemo? Fuck it. Finding Nemo? By the way, what a film. Now we're talking. I absolutely love it. I mean, like I really like Pixar films in general, outside a couple, outside like Cars, Cars was a pile of shite, but fucking, <laughs> see every word that you've said there, Keezy's echoed that on so many episodes of this. How this world exists, you're like, well wait a minute so did the child Cars grow up bigger cars? And the <laughs> fact that the child Cars were talking about with their parents did those two Volkswagens fuck? And what, <laughs> give birth to him? How does this work? What and then there's a bit there's a close up. Yeah, a minute. Did you not know that baby cars come out of the exhaust pipe? <laughs> there's a bit there's a bit of these flies flying on that plant and the fly wee cars as well. And you're like, no, wait, how does and then they're going about like cities and there's buildings, everything is built 
the way it would be in like a human civilization. And you're like, how how does this work? How does this make sense? None of it makes sense. I hide this car upstairs. Exactly. <laughs> and the cars still have doors, so like can folks still go in the cars? But what's inside the cars? Have they got like blood and guts like a, a fucking criminal? <laughs> Aye, well, I can understand that, but we'll get back. <laughs> we'll get back to um, the reason we're talking about this. It's it's uh, mm. Finding Nemo, right? Yeah. I fucking love Finding Nemo, mate. I love it. Yeah. And that's a film. Finding Nemo is a film that kind of makes sense in its own context as well. Do you know what I mean? I've written, I've written. Uh, there's no cars bullshit and that. It's just like this is <laughs> this is a world that I understand. <laughs> just the fish happen to have, like have voices and stuff. And, uh, but I always, I don't know. The first time I saw Finding Nemo, I think it was um, I was was walking up to a lecture, walking towards uni to go to whatever, and then my mate phoned me, uh, going like that. Um, we up to it, I'm, I'm away, so I'm just told or whatever, and he's like, uh, well, I, I, I just uh, got this weed and I've got Finding Nemo on DVD, you want to come up? And before he'd even finished the sentence, I was like, about to. <laughs> so I would do it. <laughs> it was up at, up at his within an hour <laughs> getting high and watching Finding Nemo in his tiny wee deep backed TV at the time do you know what I mean <laughs> no, that, that sounds like everything I want to know about right <laughs> at this precise moment in my life uh, just immediately I was like this is one of the best this is one of the best fucking films I've, I've ever seen in my life I absolutely loved it just films are fucking work of genius man sorry I've not seen the, I've not seen the sequel have you any seen the sequel I've not seen it have you not seen it? Uh, no, I've I've watched the sequel. Do, don't 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 watch it unless you want your um, nice memory of Finding Nemo to be sullied a bit. It's just it's not the worst film, but it's just so unnecessary. It's in the same kind of vein though. Like, have you seen Monsters University? Yes. So like the same kind of vein where you watch it going like I, I didn't I didn't need to know I didn't, didn't need to know how. Mike and Sully met, do you know what I mean? It seems almost kind of besides the point. That's the same with finding Dory. Like, I didn't I didn't need to see how Dory was getting on and her just doing the exact same story pretty much as Finding Nemo, but with her she's going to try and find her mum and dad, I think it is. And then there's all bit like she gets uh, lost in like a deep sea centre and then there's an octopus mounts an escape for the deep sea centre, so it ends up with this octopus driving a van and you're like, nah, that's I'm sorry, but that wouldn't happen. It seems stupid to say, but <laughs> you have to have some kind of logic in your movie. You can find the Nemo to test that, like when they're rolling about in the wee bags, trying to get right. out of the aquarium. But you're like, still, that kind of makes sense in the real world a wee bit. Like, I, can, I can buy that. Whereas when an octopus right. is driving a van, you're like, nah, I'm out. Fuck that. So your, prob- your problem with the talking octopus was that he could drive a van? <laughs> right, so uh, what questions have we got? What was the last film you went to see with, with your missus? Um, what was it now? I knew it'd be a, I knew it'd be a kind of horror thing. It was The Invisible Man. Oh, I watched that oh, the other night. Great film. Uh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. It was not what I expected at all. No, it was a better take on it, wasn't it, mate? That was fucking magic, man. Really cleverly done. Kind of thing. Um, I like her as a nurse too. Oh, she's brilliant. Oh, she was. She was brilliant in it. Like, do you know what I mean? If they gave, um, if they gave out Oscars for for uh, horror films, which they should anyway, she'd be up there. Uh, do you know what I mean? But they don't tend to nominate folk for horror films. Uh, but I thought she was fucking brilliant in it, and. I kind of liked it how that was used almost as like the Invisible Man is used almost like a, as a metaphor for being like a metaphor for his abuse. It's like even though even if he's not there, she, she's still he's him being there through the kind of past right. abuse of him or whatever. And he's kind of uh, no, I thought I thought it was really cleverly done and fucking uh, very gripping and all that. And I did not know what to expect at all. I think I'd seen like a ten second trailer and I thought oh, it'll be some daft. Do you know what I mean? Jump horror film, but. Do you know it was originally meant to be part of the kind of that universal dark the universe Hammer thing? Horror. Yeah. Uh, the Hammer Horror universe kind of thing that they were doing. It died in its arse because of Tom Cruise. Aye. Because <laughs> it was originally going to be Johnny Depp was the Invisible Man. Oh. Uh, I bet he can't be in a movie about domestic abuse, can he? <laughs> 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 
Anyway, domestic abuse, eh? Don't stand for it. Right, let's move on. <laughs> right, what, what film are we talking about next then, Neil? Everything created for us next. Uh, I'll go for The Thing next. Why not? Oh, it's... nice choice. Actually, The Thing's a movie that we've not covered yet, Keezy, is it? No. Yeah. We talk about Kurt Russell all the time, but not, not The Thing. Yeah. <laughs> probably <laughs> Kurt Russell's greatest movie. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean... I reckon it's, I'm a big John Carpenter fan anyway, but I reckon it's John Carpenter's best. It's probably his best, right? Because John Carpenter's a guy like, I'm a big fan, but I'm also aware of how kind of wonky some of his films are, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, like, I love his style and all that, but like, I mean, you watch Prince of Darkness, for instance, and you go, man, some of these actors, must they must have just pulled them off the street. They are fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, like, entertainingly bad. But uh, like the things I think uh, is most kind of out and out like high quality film. Do you know what I mean? That's like a, I, there's a prop to that film. I don't think it's a stretch to call the thing a masterpiece, mate. It's it's yeah. man. It's another one that's on that list of VHS tapes that I'd, I'd found in my <laughs> uncle's old room, and I get another one that I just had no idea what it was before I watched it, and then I was. Almost certainly too young to watch that film. Uh, oh, even even yeah. with like ITV cuts, that would have been pretty dark and gruesome. You know what I mean? Um, I, I still feel like I'm too young to watch it than now. It's that way because it's proper. It's like practical effects. So yeah. no matter when you watch that, it will always stand up. Like it, it's aged that well because you know what you're watching is really there. Do you know what I mean? And um, all the all the tentacles and all the stuff, all the pus exploding. You're like, that's there's, there's that's not trickery, it's just like that shit is happening, that's real fire because um, I kind of think have you seen the prequel film that came out a few years ago, in 2011 actually it came out I think. Is that the one with Tom Welling? I just thought it was a remake no, it's, it's uh, yeah. the season one well, He was he's in The Fog remake. The Fog, sorry guys that's right, no I've not seen the remake what, no, do you know what, I did see the remake and do you know you're touching on uh, practical effects there, Neil. See, within the first five minutes of the remake, they had CGI'd a fucking a, a radar. Aye, that's the thing. Within the first five minutes of the movie, it had undone everything that the original had done with the practical effects. And it's not as if you can't get a hoddy a radar. It's just cheap, cheaper and quicker to do that with CGI, which... It's kind of frustrating watching that. I think the thing prequel that came out is kind of underrated a wee bit. I think it's better than folk gave it credit for. It's kind of just a retread of the original. But with the CGI, it just is never going to be as good. Do you know what I mean? You're like, well, it's, it's quite impressive to look at what you're doing, but I can tell that CGI. So it's never going to be as good as like a Rob Bottom, Rob Bottom, whatever he's called. Um, puppet like a spider he'd crawling about I know that's there um, but I think that prequel that came out is uh, it deserves a wee bit more credit and I like how they did it even though it is like a retread the original plot um, at the end of the film it runs straight into the start of the start of the thing when they're chasing the dog in the helicopter it actually ends where the first one starts kind of thing so I thought it's quite quite good how they did that I mean I remember I watched the first one I, I went through a wee phase of getting like, the older the older uh, horror movies like The Fog and um, The Thing and stuff like that and I remember sit, watching The Thing and it was actually it was scary and you don't mm-hmm. get that way a lot of films even like Nightmare on Elm Street still terrifies me because I watched it when I was a kid and it's mm-hmm. still in the back of my mind Freddy Krueger is going to fucking get me at some point right mm-hmm. She be she be the thing. This that's the first time I've been like, ah, ah, ah. do you know what I mean? And I watched it when I was a wee bit older, and I, I still still to this day it it, it kind of it unsettles me. I think it's the I think it's the atmosphere, like you said, Neil. See the atmosphere of that being in such a remote area. You know that someone that you're with just now is carrying that. It's not them. It's they're carrying that fucking monster inside them, and yeah. it, there's. Oh man, it's just it's amazing. It really well, is an amazing for film. For the first time last year, did, did you love it? I what? Because I keep saying that Kurt Russell's my favourite actor. I said, "Cause I bet I watch one of his good films." Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, it's a brilliant film. Aye, oh, that's great. Yeah. 
maybe not the best film to recommend during the current situation, do you know what I mean? About a bunch of people being isolated while... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's <laughs> one of those films that every so often becomes more relevant than it was when it came out. Because I remember reading about when it came out, it came out around about the same time as like E.T. Um, so the movie going public were all about like nice, you know what I mean, family-friendly aliens and didn't want to see this thing about this horrible, pus-filled fucking creature taking over dugs and making them explode, do you know what I mean? It just wasn't to folks' taste at the time. Um, but like a lot of John Carpenter films just over time built up this kind of following and uh, yeah man, still one of my favourite films. Right, so um, we, say, we said about uh, going to the last film that you went to see with Caroline, obviously that was The Invisible Man. Um, me and you have spoke about this and we've spoke, we've spoke with your brother as well, we've touched on uh, you watched a lot of films between your uh, together with you and David. Um, okay. What one, what one sticks out the most in your memory? Uh, honestly, Critters Two. <laughs> <laughs> the, actually, the whole Critters series. I think I, the sequence I think I watched them in was Critters Two, Three, Four, and then finally uh, watched the first one. It's got a young Billy Zane on it and all that. Um, <laughs> So I strange, strange that these stick, these stick in my mind. But I remember like a very young Leonardo uh, DiCaprio being in Critters Three. Yep, that's right. I think well, Critters Two was the first time I ever saw boobies in a film when the oh. <laughs> bounty hunter sees a Playboy magazine or a Penthouse magazine. That's right. And then just gratuitously transforms into. <laughs> Topless woman, and then just cuts about as a as a lady with her tatas as an alien bounty hunter, just for no fucking reason. <laughs> that was a great film. Critters to seen the most recent one. I have not. I've seen the trailers for it because it was only like a year ago or something that came out on Shudder or something, right? You, I think they filmed it on a fucking Nokia thirty two ten or something. <laughs> <laughs> It was so bad. I, I turned it off after about 10 minutes just purely because of the camera work. It was fucking abysmal, man. You know what I mean? You expect a bit of tackiness, a bit of cheesy, cheesiness out of a Critters movie, but you still expect them to have bought a camera or something for it. And you, uh, even for the trailer, I could tell, I was like, this looks like a fan fucking film and not a very good one, you know what I mean? Aye, that's exactly yeah. what it was like. It was like a fan-made movie. Maybe that's it's a shame. And they just fucking stuck their name on it. Well, Critters is one of those films that you could actually, you could actually make a good, um, like a bigger budget, even like cinema released one out of that. That it's like a kind of recognised name, but not so not so well recognised. Like I'd rather they made a, like a reboot of Critters than like say Gremlins. Like I like say Gremlins, but I don't, don't fucking uh, dare touch Gremlins. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas Critters, but like, you know what? I make a reboot of Critters and try and make a decent film out of that. Because, to be honest, the first one was, was not that good, do you know what I mean? But still fun. Uh, yeah. That's the sort of film you should do. But... Hey, we'll move on to the next movie in your list then, Neil. So what else have you, what else have you got there? What else have I got here? Uh, you know what? On that kind of note, I'll pick this one. Uh, this is a bit out of the blue, maybe. But on that note, it kind of trashy things. Maybe kind of more guilty pleasure things. Uh, in, in the same vein as Critters and all that. Uh, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight is a film that I can understand folk would think is a pile of shit, but there's just something about it that I love and I, I don't I don't even know why I fucking love Tales of the Crypt Demon Knight. <laughs> I shouldn't. See the creep show movies? Yeah. I love the creep show movies, man. Any sort yeah. of anthology sort of thing like that is yeah. uh, it's great. But uh, Demon yeah. Knight that was like that was like an offshoot of, uh, was that Tales for the Crypt, the old TV show. Aye, um, yeah, I don't know if it was maybe based more off the kind of original comics and stuff, but yeah, it's like this weird kind of standalone film, but at the beginning and end, the Crypt Keeper kind of introduces and stuff, and there's like a wee comedy sketch at the beginning of the Crypt Keeper, and then just this film starts out anywhere. Uh, but generally, it's one of those films that's just kind of low budget, like splatter, kind of supernatural thing. Um, but I've just, I've just always had a, I don't know, a special place in my heart for it. I think it's, Billy <laughs> <laughs> Zane's best movie performance by a mile. I think he's absolutely brilliant in it. Billy Zane in this one as well. 
Billy Zane's he's like the main villain in it. Have you not seen Demon Knight, no? I can't remember it, mate, to be honest with you. I think I have seen it, but I can't remember it. But that's yeah. two Billy Zane movies in a row you've mentioned. Phantom. Phantom uh, <laughs> Actually we we talked about Back to the Future as well and he's one of I'm not gonna bring up Titanic by the way, I, that's not on my list. Oh. <laughs> See Billy Jane, somebody told me once that he'd lost a leg and I believed it for years. Couldn't find any non snopes to say it was a lie. I can believe that. Like, Billy Zane lads lost his leg. Oh, that's fucking tragic. That's, 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 that's as long as that conversation would go on. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll move on then in the next movie in your list. So, what else have we got there? Uh, next, I'll go with Die Hard by Vengeance as the best of the Die Hard movies. I'm always torn, torn on this. I think uh, Die Hard's the best, but I think Die Hard with a Vengeance is definitely the second best. And um, then, then there's a bad distance behind. Uh, I'd go Die Hard four, then Die Hard two, then don't, we don't speak of don't speak of the last one. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, that's that's interesting though, that you'd put Die Hard four in front of Die Hard two. I think that's that's my that's my own personal views on the matter, Neil. Really? I don't know, maybe it's n- more nostalgia speaking because I saw all the, the die with the seen all the diehards in the nineties or whatever. But um, nah, I think Die Hard Two is still way better than Die Hard Four. Like, I think like, I don't mind Die Hard Four as a film in itself, but not as a Die Hard movie. It just I doesn't understand that. Well, as a Die Hard movie, it's like. Because by that point, John McClane is not a real human being. He is Superman. You make wee noises as you get up for the couch to switch the TV off. Well, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, um, uh, you know what they say, opinions are like arseholes. <laughs> you can understand, like, Die Hard 4 is still a good, it's a decent film, but it's just that weird way like, you watch Die Hard 4 and everything seems a bit blue. It's just got this weird blue sheen to it. And I'd, like, it just doesn't seem like a Die Hard movie to me Well. The whole point of the Die Hard movies was it's like, like a real guy, like a kind of, kind of ordinary, relatable guy that gets injured throughout the film. It's seeing him battle against the odds uh, in a kind of real setting. Do you know what I mean? Like this is this is like a real New York cop. He's like a bit of an LK. He's got real world issues, but he's just been flung into this mad situation. Whereas by Die Hard Four, he's just do you know what I mean? He's brushing off fucking. C4 explosions like there are sneeze and stuff it's like uh, I don't know <laughs> I, but I, I totally understand what you're saying there Neil about Die Hard uh, Die Hard 4 but I think it's one of the films that I, I went to see it was the first Die Hard I went to see in the cinema went to see the guy I loved it man I was delighted it was great man and then um, we went to see Die Hard 5 man and Jesus Christ they're going to put me in the bad mood again mate <laughs> <laughs> I think with that one started out as a totally separate script that was the Menti by Die Hard film and then they right. went like oh, we can change this up a bit and put John McLean in and it's a Die Hard film all of a sudden which you can kind of see once you know that you're like like Die Hard Vengeance was originally called Simon Says and you're like ah, it kind of is kind of odd for a Die Hard film to be just not in one place was that? What did I think it was supposed to be a Lethal Weapon film the Die Hard Vengeance I think at one point yeah yeah they were um option in that to have rigs and motor in it and stuff um, but I think like the first four ones get away with that whereas in Die Hard 5 you can tell immediately that this has started out as a separate idea because for no reason John McLean's in Russia you're like what are you doing in Russia mate <laughs> like this. he's on vacation that he tells us every five <laughs> bloody minutes <laughs> I'm supposed to be on vacation fuck up John <laughs> <laughs> If that is indeed your real name. <laughs> I've got hang I've got a theory about Bruce Willis Neil. I think that he got to a point where he was just getting sent all these ridiculous requests for movies and eventually he just thought, Fuck it, I'm gonna do every single fucking thing that they asked me to do. It's bizarre. And they must both have like big tax bills or conservatories are trying to build or something because fucking some the state of some of these films that they're in. See me, see me John Kutak, like 
I was I was messaging Keezy the other night. I said to him, they've done a high fidelity TV show, and mm-hmm. anyway, it's they've replaced the character with a woman that owns a record store. And I'm just thinking to myself, like John Cusack, like you say, is doing 28 shite films a year. Why not mm-hmm. do one good TV show? Bring the character for high fidelity back. See yeah, how well, he's getting on. Do you know what I mean? Do a TV show. Why not? Money, because money. Like, it's a fucking, it's a Hulu show. He would get paid a lot more uh, doing a Hulu show than he would doing fucking fourteen independent movies that he gets paid fucking fifty grand for. Yeah, no, no, you, no you're probably right. You're probably right, yeah, but it's that way. Well, like, you understand. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to think of a big. What's a big? What's a big John Cusack movie? Connie. Do you know what I mean? His his wage for these twenty eight shitty films is probably about what he get paid for Conair, so you can understand why he just churns them out now. He's just like, oh, fuck it. You know what I mean? At least I'm working. <laughs> John, John, John Cusack sat with his iPhone, churning it fucking straight to VOD action movies for his front room right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll move on for that one then. What's the next one that we've got in the list? I've got, I've got a question. Uh, who, who's your favourite actor? Yeah, that's a good question. Who's my favourite actor? Who's my favourite actor? I mean, everyone loves Tom Hanks. Do you know what I mean? you got to love Tom Hanks. Uh, he's all right. <laughs> he's, he's not his biggest fan, mate. I love him now. I, I, I used to have a problem with him for some reason, but I, I love him now. What's your favourite Hanks film? Favourite Hanks film? Um, fucking uh, a good question as well. Uh, got a, The Bob's. You know what? Fuck it, the bobs. Yes, <laughs> man. I fucking love the bobs. I think I spoke about the bobs for about half an hour a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> no, I love the bobs, man. I don't know if Tom Hanks is my favourite actor, though. I'm trying to think. Um, I, I, reckon, I reckon I was thinking about this recently and I had like a new favourite actor or something like that, but I genuinely uh, I, I can't think right now. It's one, of those, it's one of those tricky questions. I've got a bunch that I really like. I've always particularly really like it's like character actors, folk that pop up in films, and you go, "Oh, that's that guy." I've always, I've always had a, a kind of penchant for these guys. You always pop up in movies like Dick Miller, who's in every practically every Joe Dante film. If you're uh, amazingly hardworking character actor, he's the he's the guy in Gremlins who, where the Gremlins drive the yes, the old boy. I mean, he's always just that guy in movies. Uh, <laughs> he, he was in a deleted scene in Pulp Fiction, unfortunately. Oh, um, no way. He's, Didn't know that. He's always, always guys that you see pop up uh, in various things. Him, I don't know, Michael Ironside, Grand L. Bush. He's one of my favourite guys. <laughs> right, so we'll, we'll move on. Give your favourite movie now, Neil, because we'll, we'll need to wrap it up shortly, I think. Ah, oh, shit, man. Well, I've only... Uh, I've, I've written a list here and I've only see that kind of sums it up it's between Goodfellas and Ghostbusters that I've got written down here which kind of does sum it up my favourite right, so let's, let's have, a, let's have a, a pros and cons list then because you can't you can't choose between the two of them right so you're choosing between Ghostbusters and Goodfellas um, pros and cons I mean they're obviously very different films do you know what I mean but both kind of as much fun and as like rewatchable as each other. It's hard to say which one's funnier at the two as well, because obviously Ghostbusters is more like meant to be a comedy, but I, I think Goodfellas is hilarious. Do you know what I mean? There's just wee bits that almost aren't even meant to be funny. I like the bit when he shoots Spider and Robert De Niro goes like that. What the fuck is wrong with you? See that? Yeah. I'd fucking I'd push myself at that every time, man. One of my favourite bits is when like they've got the guy in the trunk of the car and they're in uh, Joe Pesci's mum's kitchen eating dinner. And she's showing them her paintings. He's like, I like this one. One dog fishes one way, one dog fishes the other way. I like that. <laughs> I, I don't know why that cracked me up. Do you know, see the uh, Joe Pesci's mum in the movie? Do you know that that was uh, okay. Martin Scorsese's mum? Right, of course. Yeah. And she actually made them all dinner. That was like their dinner. I also really like Casino. Yeah. He's got a scene on it that I think is maybe my favourite scene when she's just like, uh, she's playing the mum of one of the kind of low-level crooks and uh, the whole scene she's just getting on him for 
using mild swear words and it just keeps cutting back to her rolling her eyes and all that and all <laughs> so she's, in she's in it for like two minutes and I think it's my favourite bit of the whole film um, so it's tricky it's a toss up I would have said good, uh, Ghostbusters my favourite film and then other various points I would have said Goodfellas so it's always kind of been a toss up um, well not always you know what I mean I would have seen Ghostbusters when I was a kid um, and Goodfellas later on obviously but those are, those are definitely two of my uh, to my, my favourite Ghostbusters is another one that you don't realise how dirty it is till you watch it back and there's a whole bit where like Dan Aykroyd's getting a, having a dream about getting a BJ off a ghost and stuff that was maybe cut for some afternoon TV <laughs> back in the day <laughs> 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 I watched a I watched a brilliant documentary about Ghostbusters um, a couple of weeks ago it's called Cleaning Up the Streets or something right mm-hmm. and it, honestly man it was excellent it had all of them in it with the exception of uh, Bill Murray. He refused to be in it because him and, uh, him and what do you call his face? Egon. Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. They, they had fallen out for a long time. Cleaning up the town, it's called. Rem- remembering the Ghostbusters. It's, it, was out la- it was out last year, but it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's how good this documentary is. He's need to get a watch, man. So if you, right, I can I can fully understand your your problem deciding between the two of you. I, as you know, me and you are course mates. We know each other very well. Um, my two favourite movies is Rocky Four and Pulp Fiction, and I can never separate them. Never separate it, them. Like uh, your Rocky Four is my Ghostbusters that same way. Do you know what I mean? It's a kind of silly yeah. film, but you still love it as much. It's still as good in your mind. Can I? Yeah, I understand that. My favourite is Between Jaws. Which is a great film, and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which is a pile of trash. <laughs> yeah. Right, so, Keezy, if you got if you got another question to ask Neil before we move on to the actor quiz movie battle. So that actually does bring me on to my question, and this is an important question. This, uh, what's your favourite Kevin Costner movie? Probably. No, I'm hanging. Fucking probably Waterworld. <laughs> I think that sums up Kevin Costner's career. because yeah, well, he's got. I get films like a, a Perfect World. That's a genuinely, it's a really, really good film. I think he's great in that. I think he's kind of perfect character for him, where he's like, he's like charming, but he's also you're like, oh, fuck, is this is this guy a psychopath? Can hang like you're never too sure. Can hang great on it, man. Like yeah. Oh, Right, so uh, what we do, uh, Neil, on each week's podcast, we do a competition which is called the Actor Quiz Movie Battle, right? Cool. Um, <laughs> this. Right, so I'm going to bring up the random actor generator. People, 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 people. There's no cheating allowed here, right? You can't be looking it up. I don't know if we've done it yet, Keezy or not, but this guy has got fucking millions of movies. <laughs> millions of <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> He's not had millions of movies this year. <laughs> right, uh, this week we're going to be doing the movies of Robert Downey Jr. Oh, Jesus. Sweet. Right. So, so is me and Keezy? This is, what, what we'll do is, Keezy and I... Not, what we done with DCT was we done a three-way dance right. in honour of wrestling. But what I'll do is I'm going to defer my turn to you this week. So you're fighting for me. Okay. Oh, I like it. Right. So, Casey, next guest will be fighting for you. All right? Right. Right. So what I'm going to do is well, I don't have a coin on me. Casey, you got a coin? Hold on. So have you got a list of these films there or whatever you can check? I've got a list. I'm going to have a list of these films here and I'll be the adjudicator. Right, okay. Heads <laughs> or tails, Neil? Heads. I don't. No, it's tails. Right, so Casey gets to go first, Neil. All right. So I'm uh, just going to bring up these movies just now. Right, here we go. How's it work then? Do we just go one at a time until one candidate? Ah, yes, it. He's ready, lads. Starting on three, two, one, Keezy. 
Iron Man. Iron Man 2. <laughs> Iron Man 3. Captain America Civil War. Nice. Avengers Assemble. Avengers Age of Ultron. Chaplin. Nice. Avengers Infinity War. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Weird Science. Good shout. Chances are. Chances are, yes. Chances are I'm going to get thumped at this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Avengers. (laughs) Is it just Avengers Endgame? Yes, Avengers Endgame. Air America. What a shout. Doolittle. Yep. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yep. Sherlock Holmes. A Scanner Darkly. Oh. Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. Gothica. Gothica. Good shout. <laughs> Did you say one there, Keezy? No, no. Gonna turn the pressure down on me a wee bit, mate. <laughs> right, we'll give you 30 seconds here, Keezy. 30 seconds? Aye. Uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, was in that. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, buddy! <laughs> Victory for Toe and Bratch Peace. <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight, Neil. Thanks very much, mate. It's been a long time coming, but we got it done eventually. Um, on on Facebook and on uh, on Facebook, you're uh, the wee man. On Twitter, you're at that wee man. And mm-hmm. uh, in real life, you're just playing old Neil Bratch piece, my pal. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks yeah. very much for coming on, Neil. Thanks, too. Well played, mate. And uh, uh, it's been a pleasure listening to you. As I said, I could listen to you talk about films all night, which is why I well, said three words. But cheers, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate. Pleasure. Cheers, man. I get to see you in person someday. Yeah, man. Hopefully. <laughs> Right, man. Thanks very much, Neil. Um, I really appreciate it, Trips. Uh, and with that, Keezy. We, we are out of time. Goodbye. Have a nice one, folks. Bye-bye.